Welcome to the Saturday edition of A Train Sports Talk Podcast. And we got a lot of catching up to do today because we have high school score recap from, the state of, from across the state of Kansas for high school football. Plus, getting you ready, even though games have already started, getting you ready for all your Saturday football sticks. So, all that coming up. Much more on the Saturday edition of the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. And that is coming up next. So, stay tuned, grab your ticket, get on board, and enjoy the ride because this train is going to take you on a sports journey unlike any other. So, here we go with A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor, Anthony Smith. Good evening and welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast and it is Saturday which means one thing and one thing only. For one, I need to stop slipping. I know for the past two episodes on a Saturday, I haven't given you your high school scoring recap. Well, guess what? That all changes today because we got scores, scores, and scores galore from across the state of Kansas. A lot of high school football action last night. And I want to commend the powers that be for getting us through this season of uncertainty. There have been games that have been canceled, games that have been rescheduled, schedules that have been rescheduled and shuffled around because of this, because of that, mainly the COVID-19 outbreaks or contact tracing, whatever the case may be. But we pretty much have gotten through the high school football season. Though it's been altered, we have still made it through. So let's bring you up to speed on scores that happened across the state of Kansas starting first of all with scores in 6A there was a Thursday game which pitted Topeka Seaman against Topeka and Topeka won that game 28-0 and then we bring you to the Friday games of the games right here in the Wichita area Wichita Northwest still undefeated and this has been their lowest point output of the season. I'm pretty sure the team that they beat, this was their lowest output of the season too. It was a battle of two teams battling undefeated, battling for that C-League crown, which it's safe to say that C-League crown is going to go to Wichita Northwest, but they were in a dogfight as they knocked off Wichita East Blue Aces 17-2. to A team that seems to have problems finding out how to score the Wichita North Redskins as they were once again seemed like the central theme of their season blanked again as they went down to the Southeast Buffaloes by a final of 55-0. Junction City hammered Emporia 62-15. Shiny Mission Northwest squeaked by Gardner Edgerton 38-35. Garden City manhandled Ulysses 38-8. Goddard Eisenhower was in a dog fight with the Dodge City Demons, coming away with a seven-point victory, winning that game 37-30. Shiny Mission West handles Shiny Mission North by a final of 33-14. Blue Valley West gets by Blue Valley North 31-28. In a game that wasn't even close, Olathe West knocks off Shiny Mission South 35-8. Manhattan blanks Topeka West 49-0. Lawrence squeaks by Olathe North 21-20. And those were your scores coming out of 6A. Now moving to 5A. 
Wichita Heights had no problem with South as they pitched a shutout, beating them 51-0. A game that was canceled was KC Sumner against KC Harmon. No words of it, that game will be made up. Hutchinson knocks off campus 42-28. And in a game of intrigue, and this has to be a down year for Derby because when was the last time Derby have lost two games in a season? Well, yep, they lost again last night as the Mays Eagles flying high knocked off the Derby Panthers 36-35. KC Piper gets by Spring Hill 14-7. In a shootout, Newton wins a game as the Newton regulars knocked off Salina South by one point, 42-41. And in the game of forfeiture, Liberal forfeited, handing Capon a 1-0 victory. Pittsburgh knocks off Atchison 22-9. May South holds on against Hayes 21-20. Gardner outsprints the Mustangs from Salina Central 36-18. DeSoto knocks off Leavenworth 35-28. Pretty sure there will be a change in the rankings after that. Washburn Rural gets by Highland Park 47-28. Blue Springs knocks off Correction. Blue Valley knocks off Blue Valley Southwest 23-12. Omaha Westside, Nebraska manhandles Aquinas 49-6. Mill Valley has no problems with Olathe East. Beating them 34-10. Now we move to 4A. Circle handles Nickerson 47-18. Coffeeville squeaks by Chanute 47-24. 27-24. Excuse me. Bishop Carroll in a shootout with Bishop Meage wins that game 56-35. El Dorado knocks off Circle 43-10. Rose Hill handles Winfield 48-7. McPherson blanks Mulvane, 52-0. Lewisburg manhandles Ottawa, 35-7. Fort Scott beats Wamego, 22-18. Paola gets by Eudora, 31-26. Baser Linwood gets by Lansing, 33-26. Wellington knocks off Bueller, 27-13. Lebec County gets by St. Michael's, Missouri, 12-7. Augusta blanks Abilene, 47-0. St. James does likewise to Shiny Heights, 48-0. And Valley Centers was in a dogfight getting by Arc City, 27-21. And in a battle for Andover and bragging rights, Andover Central pitches the shutout getting by Andover, 7-0. And Tonganoxy knocks off Shiny Mission East 35-0. Now we go into 3A. We see where Prairie View knocks off Iola 42-7. Clay Center gets by Chapman 21-14. Perry LeCompton is blinked by Topeka Hayden 10-0. And we have a game between Jefferson West and Sabetha that was canceled, and no further word on that. 
Osawatomie gets by Bishop Ward, 38-35. Larnard beats Hugleton, 48-18. Holton knocks off Rock Creek, 41-21. Holcomb beats Pratt, 35-22. Hiawatha gets by Rural Valley, 28-14. Heston manhandles Wichita Trinity, by a score of 54 to 13. Collegiate blanks Halstead 33 to zip. Southeast of Saline, Manhattan Smoky Valley 53 to 8. Goodland gets by Russell 33-16. Raleigh County gets by Concordia 44 to 23. Columbus beats Parsons 38 to 20. Scott City blanks Kobe 28 to 0. Marysville does likewise to Clay Center by the final of 20-0. Galena also does the same to Cherryville, whitewashing them 51-0. Cheney clobbers Nickerson 42-6. Chapman manhandles Council Grove 37-6. Burlington manhandles Anderson County Garnett 54-14. Caney, Val Caney Valley blanks Baxter Springs, 44-0. Baldwin just gets by Santa Fe Trail, 23-0. Andale beats Clearwater, 40-21. And the game that is scheduled, I have no further information, is Gerard versus Iola. Also another scheduled game, Frontenac versus Prairie View. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to move into 2A because there are some interesting games in 2A as well so we're just going to keep on going and give you the 2A wrap so in 2A Franklin gets by Eureka 36-28 Nemaha Central knocks off Riverside 48-8 Rossville handles Silver Lake 50-35. Franklin gets by Jayhawk Lin Linwood 48-20. Marion just gets by Sterling 22-20. Lakin gets by Syracuse 22-16. Kingman Steamroad Blue Stem 81-0. Wellsville Clobbers Humboldt 47-14. The Redbird, the Cardinals of Horsington, knocks off the Blue Jays from Norton Community, 33-6. And this game had to be a forfeit because it's showing Hillsborough, Hillsborough 1, Lions 0. Haven squeaks by Hutchinson Trinity, 20-18. And the game between Fredonia and Riverton was canceled. Osage City knocks off Eureka, 42-7. Mission Valley blanks McLeod, 38-0. Pitt Colgan knocks off Erie, 47-0. Phillipsburg gets by, just barely gets by Ellsworth, 22-21. Ellis knocks off Shiny Heights. Well, actually that game hadn't been updated, so we're not going to even read that score. Pleasant Ridge blanks Oskaloosa, 44-0. 
Thomas More Prep knocks off Cimarron 16-12. And the game in the schedule, we don't have no information on that, is Neodice versus Cherokee Southeast. Minneapolis gets by Beloit 34-26. Mid-Buchanan, Missouri clobbers Atchison County, Effingham 63-7. Garden Plain manhandles Bell Plain, 55-24. Mowry Hill gets by St. Mary's, 37-14. And the game that was canceled between Chaparral and Douglas. And now we move on to 1A. Jefferson County North handles Troy, 52-3. Uniontown gets over Central, goes over Gets by Central Heights, 25-14. Oakley knocks off Sacred Heart, 40-6. And the game that's scheduled, I don't have no further information on that, is Sublette against Independent. Inman clobbers Remington, 54-13. Wabanasi handles Horton, 59-8. Plainville is all over Ellenwood, beating them 35-7. Cedric knocks off Elkhart. 52-21. Conway Springs blanks Stanton County, 57-0. Centralia knocks off Linden, 48-17. El Saline goes down to defeat at the hands of Smith Center by a score of 46-13. Valley Heights in the Battle of the Heights. Valley Heights manhandles Jackson Heights, 56-15. Pleasanton knocks off Armour Northeast, 43-14. OP Blanks Northern Heights 61-0. And now we go to eight man division one. Madison knocks off Flint Hills 54-0. Arcelio, Missouri comes away from the victory over Yates Center 70-20. Nest City Blanks Mead 48-0. Wichita County Spears Spearville Lancers, 62-12. Mount Ridge blanks Fairfield, 56-0. Pratt Skyline knocks off lacrosse, 44-34 in a more closely contested game compared to some of the other scores. Kinsley knocks off St. John Hudson, 46-0. Hoaxie blanks Stockton, 50-0. Oswego knocks off West Elk, 68-22. Hill City knocks off Trago Community 46-0. Valley Falls and Donovan West was canceled with no information on that. Little River knocks off Harrington 54-6. Maxville manhandles Kiowa County 66-18. And then the game that is scheduled is Pretty Prairie versus Gossel. No information on that. Sedan knocks off Cedarville Dexter, 60-12. Chase County blinks Udall, 54-0. Clifton Clyde beats Attica Argonia, 64-16. Canton Galva knocks off Solomon, 66, Solomon, 66-0. Burlingame blinks Maranatha Academy, 52-0. Burden Central manhandles Oxford, 66-20. And in a low-scoring affair, Lincoln knocks off 
Bennington 26 to 12. Atwood Rawlins County comes away with victory over Decatur Community by the score of 42 to 8. And now we go to the eight man division two. Victoria knocks off Tuscott 58 0. Sylvan Lucas knocks off Wilson 36 6. A game that was canceled was Wallace County against Quintner with no further information. Also, another game that's scheduled between South Haven and Peabody Burns with no information. Onaga knocks off Blue Valley Randolph 64 0. Norwich manhandles Norwich 68-22. And Osborne beat Southern Cloud 1-0 by forfeit. Rock Hills knocks off Pike Valley 50-38. And Wakefield and Centra, that game is scheduled and we don't have no information on that. Triplanes Brewster knocks off Logan Palco. Squeaked by them 50-48. Hartford knocks off Maurice's Desingas Valley 62-16. Also, same score. St. Francis Gold beats Wheatland Grinnell 62-16. Lebo handles Thunder Ridge 70-40. Mineola wins by forfeiture over Dighton 1-0. A game between Colony Crest and South Coffee County. Has been scheduled with no further information. Also, South Central comes away with a 1-0 victory over Santa Anta by forfeit. Central Plains blanks Central Christian 54-0. St. Paul manhandles Chitopa 38-8. Otis Bison manhandles Chase 58-3. Caldwell knocks off South Barber 42-14. And again, Waverly versus Altoona Midway. That game was canceled. And a game that is to be scheduled is Ingalls and Buckland. We have no information on that. St. John's Tipton knocks off Lakeside 59-34. So... Where are we now? Yes, there we go. We now will shift in to six man. Yep, that's right. Six man football. I still have yet to see eight man and I'm Curious to see how that game is played because looking at the scores, I have a tendency to think that six-man, eight-man football is basically arena football played outdoors. I have, like I said, I have yet to see one of those games, but it is my goal, and I understand that these are different times we live in, so it might not be feasible to go check any of them out but hopefully next year I will get the opportunity to do that
So yes, uh, let me make sure I have all the eight-man scores read. Let me see. Yes, to Dan knocks off Cedar Vale, Dexter sixty to twelve, Maxville. Knocks off Kiowa County 66-18. Pretty Prairie and Gossel. That game is scheduled. We don't have no information on that. Okay, yes, I have gone through that. And eight-man division two. We did the rundown on that. Forfeitures. Forfeitures, you're right. So yes, that does bring us, well, Central Plains knocks off, yeah, we got that one in there. Otis Bison beats Chase 58-3, to making sure we did the rundown of the 8-man division, 2 that is. Uh, Caldwell knocks off South Barbara 42-14. to Waverly and Altoona Midway, that game is canceled with no information. Ingalls and Buckland, that game is scheduled with no further information. St. John's Tip Tipton knocks off Lakeside 59-34. Axtell beat Wetmore 58-12. Now we move into six-man. Moscow blinks Deerfield 60-0. Natoma and Tribune, that game was canceled. Garden Plains... Knocks off Weskin 56 to 41. Cunningham routes Pony Heights 52 to 7. Rolla and Burton, that game was canceled. Bird City Chelan blinks Northern Valley 46 to 0. Ashland Steamrolls Fowler 74 to 37. And there is your scoring recap from week 7 4. Class 6A all the way down to 6-man football. So what I am going to do right here is I am going to take a break. And when I come back, I will give you the college football rundown, give you some scores and schedules for your Saturday afternoon. So stay tuned. A Train Sports Talk podcast. I will be back after this word from my sponsor. Welcome back to the A Train Sports Talk podcast. And now we are going to get you ready for your college football. All right, I know you've been waiting for that. And there have already there have already been some games that have been played already. So we're going to give you recaps some scores that are already some games in progress some games that have ended and some games that are yet to come like right now in the first quarter number four ranked Notre Dame has a 6-0 lead over Louisville a game that's gone final which has to be considered an upset number 15 Auburn loses to South Carolina 30-22 
Also, if you can consider it a slow start, this game was actually tied at seven. But by the final score, you can tell that the number one ranked Clemson Tigers has no problem with Georgia Tech. But the final score of 73 to zero. Also, a game that's bounced back. There's an old saying, don't let one game beat you twice. Well, Miami, after losing last week to Clemson, bounces back, beats Pitt 31 to 19. So Miami has rebounded quite well as Derek King or Derek King those four T days. So, yes, Miami did bounce back for the victory. Stepping up, finding space in the pocket, and just a wide open receiver for Mike Harley all the way down for a touchdown for the Hurricanes. A lot of guys make an impact defensively for Pitt. Dayon Hayes is one of them, true freshman. Over the top again, the tight end. Mallory will have an easy lane into the end zone. Well, if it's working, might as well go back for it. We saw the same exact play from Miami on the first touchdown. It was Cameron Harris who snuck out of the backfield. This time, it was their big tight end, Will Mallory. And there you have highlights from Miami versus Pitt. And once again, Miami comes away with the victory in that game. So, congrats to Pitt. I mean, congrats to Miami for bouncing back. Uh, as I already alluded to, South Carolina stuns Auburn 30-22. Number 18, Tennessee. Seems like the wheels has fallen off as they get manhandled by Kentucky by the final of 34-7. to A game that has been postponed. As a matter of fact, two games. Number 8, Cincinnati against Tulsa. That game has been postponed. I don't have no further news on that. 
Also, Florida LSU game is postponed. Number seven, Oklahoma State versus Baylor is postponed as well. Coming up later on, in a few matter of a few minutes, on ESPN will be Texas A&M against Mississippi State. Also coming up later on tonight on ABC will be North Carolina against Florida State. On CBS at 7 p.m., that will be the big showdown in the SEC. Number two, Alabama against number three, Georgia. And Nick Saban has also been cleared to coach and be on the sidelines. So we will have that for you. Also coming up later on on the ACC Network will be number 23, Virginia Tech against Boston College. Games that were played earlier in the week, we had a Wednesday night college game between Louisiana, those raging Cajun, and they were upset by Coastal Carolina by a final of 30-27, to 27, so their undefeated season is going out the window. Also, a game that went into overtime on Friday night, Tulane gave SMU, number 17 SMU, all they can handle, but SMU came out with the victory in overtime, 37-34. Also, on Friday night, BYU knocks off Houston, 43-26. And there are your scores and your updates and games coming up. And as I alluded to earlier, Nick Saban will be able to coach tonight. And the news coming out of that camp is plain and simple. Alabama coach Nick Saban cleared to return immediately after third negative COVID-19 test. Alabama football coach Nick Saban, per SEC protocol, has been cleared to return to the sideline for Saturday night's showdown against number three Georgia following his third consecutive negative test for COVID-19, the school announced. Sources told ESPN that Saban was informed he had been cleared to return a little before 12.30 p.m. Eastern, and he immediately left his home with a state trooper to go straight to the team hotel and was able to join meetings prior to 1 p.m. Eastern. Alabama team physician Dr. Jimmy Robinson said in a statement that Saban had negative polymerase chain reaction, PCR test, at 7 a.m. on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday following an initial, an initial positive test Wednesday. The school added two additional PCR tests from Thursday and Friday, were taken out of an ambulance of caution, and also were found to be negative at a separate lab. Due to the fact that Coach Saban has remained completely symptom-free and had five negative PCR tests split between two separate labs, the initial test from Wednesday is considered a false positive under the SEC protocols, Robinson said. In accordance with the SEC Return to Activity and Medical Guidance Task Force protocol and with the approval of the University of Alabama System Health and Safety Task Force, Coach Saban is medically cleared to safely return to activity effective immediately. Saturday morning's test was flown to an SEC-approved lab in Mobile, Alabama for a quick turnaround. 
Robinson said in his statement that university officials had been in constant communication with the conference office throughout the process to ensure compliance with all applicable protocols. Alabama announced Wednesday that Saban, who turned 69 later this month, tested positive for COVID-19. He immediately left the Mile M. Moore Athletic Facility and began self-isolating at home. SEC guidelines state that if an individual has three successive negative PCR tests through an SEC appointed lab each 24 hours apart and remains asymptomatic, the initial test will be considered a false positive and the individual may be released from isolation and medically cleared to return to athletic activities. On Friday, Alabama said Saban's initial positive test result came from an outside lab that the university has used to supplement the SEC mandated testing. A source close to Saban told ESPN that he felt from the beginning that the initial test was a false positive because he never had any symptoms or experienced a fever. He didn't even have a sniffle, the source said. Saban wasn't at the football complex for the second half of the week, but he conducted team and staff meetings via Zoom and watched the practice on a live feed from home with a high-angled camera view and communicated with coaches by cell phone if he wanted some part of practice redone. One staffer told ESPN that Saban might not have been there physically, but that he was definitely there in spirit and didn't miss anything from home. You didn't see him out there, but it's almost like he never left, the staffer said. Saban appeared on ESPN's college game day on Saturday morning from his home and acknowledged he felt a little bit detached this week, but that he stayed involved virtually with the team and staff and everything they've done in both practices and meetings. Even though I'm not there, the presence has been the same, Saban said. Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne, also who tested positive for COVID-19 on Wednesday on Saturday, posted on Twitter that he is feeling pretty good, but that he is still at home following protocol and will not attend the game versus the Bulldogs. Sources told ESPN that Alabama has had no positive test among its players and this latest round of testing and expects to be full strength for the Bulldogs' visit at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Saban told Game Day that Alabama conducted 240 tests in the past two days and all were negative. Saban said he tested negative Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday before the positive test on Wednesday. I have to trust the doctors and medical people that make these protocols safe for all of us, Saban said. Our players have done a good job of practicing social distancing, and this experience has made me have a lot of respect for what we should do. And we're going to continue to do that in the future. So there you have it. Alabama coach Nick Saban clear to coach and you just wonder how much of a gracious host they will be when Georgia comes to Bryant-Denny Stadium calling for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I hope that this is Got your football fix in that you have enjoyed this update. Uh, I do have some more news coming up. So what I'm going to do is I am going to take a brief break and slip in another word from my sponsor and I will come back with my final segment because guess what? Somebody's 
streak has ended. Who might that be? The only way you're going to find out, you have to listen to the entire podcast. So after this word from my sponsor, I will be back. So stay tuned. A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor, Anthony Smith. Enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast on a football Saturday. Uh, and one thing I want to say before I bring up this next article is uh, a team that's really been dominating the City League this year. And it, it, it is apparent that when you look at some of these scores, the competition is way down. But it caught my attention because Wichita East High has really turned some heads this year. I don't know if anybody expected them to be where they're at right now. Uh, Capen has made a good turnaround under first-year coach Weston Sharts. But the team has been very dominant lately. It's been Wichita Northwest Grizzlies. And I call them running back high because the running backs they have produced over the years. As a matter of fact, they have one, Brees Hall, who is starring at... uh, Iowa State and making his name known uh, and for that very reason you know especially after last night's game and I know it's kind of late to get him on now but I am hoping next week and I will reach out to him to talk with the head coach of Northwest High uh, Steve Martin I consider him a friend of mine he's been on my podcast before and uh It'll be a pleasure to get him back on and, you know, even talking after next week's game that they have coming up. I definitely want to get inside his head because 17-2, I mean, East High is the only team that have held Northwest under 20 points. And that has to be at least a good 60 points under their scoring average to hold them to 17 points. Granted, it's you often overlook a team's defensive prowess because of how good their offense is, but Northwest only surrendered two points, and the only way you get two points is that's off of a safety. So something tells me Northwest defense showed up and didn't give up a touchdown in that game. So now, my next segment here, my final segment, a quarterback falls just short of the ACC record with an interception. Who is he? Well, Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence falls just short of the ACC record with an interception. And it was his first interception in nearly a year. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence threw his first interception in nearly a year on Saturday falling 14 passes shy of breaking Russell Wilson's ACC record for most consecutive attempts without an interception. It was the only blemish in a stellar first half. However, as Lawrence and Clemson put up huge numbers en route to a 73-7 win over Georgia Tech, the largest margin of victory in conference game in ACC history, Lawrence, under pressure, was picked off by Zamari Walton after throwing an ill-advised deep pass late in the first quarter. It was Lawrence's first interception since the first quarter against Louisville on October 19, 2019. Wilson set the ACC record with 
379 consecutive passes without an interception from 2008 to 2009 while he played at NC State. Lawrence's streak ends at 366 straight passes without an interception. Lawrence finished with 404 yards, his first career 400-yard passing game, and left the game after the first series of the second half. Clemson's 73 points is, is its most in a row game since scoring 94 on Furman in 1915. His 391 yards, his 391 passing yards in the first half was the most by an ACC quarterback in a half over the past five seasons. Lawrence also became the first ACC quarterback with five touchdown passes in a half against a conference opponent since former Clemson quarterback Taj Boyd did it twice in 2012. Clemson's 52 points was the most by an ACC team in a half of a conference game in the past 15 seasons. So there you have it. Trevor Lawrence throws, his, throws an interception, the first he's thrown in over a year, and comes up short of the record. So I hope you have enjoyed this edition of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast as much as I enjoy coming to you and spending time with you. Check back in with me tomorrow as I will be doing my NFL update. Until then, as I always say, I hope you've enjoyed the journey that this train is taking you on. I hope you enjoyed me being your conductor. Uh, be on the lookout because we will be I will be doing basketball preview, breaking down the conferences as I get my information. So be on the lookout for that. It will include your basic NCAA conferences as well as conferences from HBCU, which is historically black colleges and universities because I believe the landscape is shaping in that field for the HBCUs, as we've known that they've already got at least one five-star athlete inked, and a player from a Power Five conference is also transferred. We're talking about Howard University, so there will be some eyes on Howard University for this upcoming basketball season. And I think for the HBC as a whole, there will be a lot of exposure more than usual. So coming up in the next few weeks, I will be doing my basketball preview. Also giving you updates since I'm here in the city of Wichita of what's going on in Wichita State. Because we know what's going on right now. The investigation into Greg Marshall and misconduct. But there's also been a lot of players, former players that have also come out and spoken up for Greg Marshall. So it just remains to be seen. Like one player said, these are allegations. All of them are not substantiated. So let the process play out before you cast judgment. Until the next episode, take care of yourself and each other. God bless. You've been listening to another edition of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with the conductor, Anthony Smith. Tune in to tomorrow's show as he will recap you on the NFL and give you more scores from NCAA college football. So stay tuned and keep it right here to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And once again, thank you for listening.